Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to Cast Teacherly, sponsored by Teacherly. I'm your host Asha Mathani, and this is our NQT series, focusing on conversations that are useful for educators new to the teaching world, and to remind you that you are not alone. So take a break, grab a cup of tea or coffee, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Trying to be as authentic as you can, so you're better at your job. And I think where we sometimes, and I'll speak for myself, Ashna, where we go wrong is that we try and hide our emotions and say, oh, you know what, it's fine, it's fine. You know, can't wait till Friday or what have you. If you're having a tough day, like call a friend, they're probably feeling the same as a teacher, you know, and I think it's not about who's showing face or who takes the most stress on. It's, it's not what it's about. Welcome to the second episode of our NQT series. Today we're featuring Cass Germain, Certified Life Coach, who is also known as the Mindful Teacher in UAE. Thank you so much, Cass, for taking the time to join us today. How are you doing? Hey, Ashna. I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And I'm sure everyone can already guess that today's episode will be focused around mindfulness and well-being. Uh, so before we start, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey in education, kind of how it started, where you are today, and what you're all about. Okay, I'll treat, keep it as succinct as I possibly can, because I love everything about education. So a bit about me. <laughs> So I'm currently now living in the UAE. I'm a British teacher in a British school and I trained in the UK. I went into teaching quite later on in my life, went in my late 20s because I've always worked with youth. I was a youth leader. I did a lot of mentoring. I worked with young people and set up a radio station for young people where they boosted confidence and self-esteem. So I've worked with a range of different children in different contexts. But education for me is, is a tool. It's a gift. I think it's something that it's a privilege to be a teacher and your NQT is listening out there, you are in the best profession in the world and welcome, mm -hmm. go through it all because it's going to be a great roller coaster ride. <laughs> and this is something that we're going to speak about now. So yes, my passion is supporting teachers and young people and children to be the best they can be in order to be as brilliant as they can be in the future. And um, there's lots of tips and ways we can do that to be kind to ourselves. And as teachers, I know something myself, I'm experiencing those NQTs up there as well, who it's finding that work-life balance that we often, it's just a struggle and a strain. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm conscious and passionate about avoiding teacher burnout where possible. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What um, is quite passionate about as well, you know, ensuring that as many teachers stay within the profession and they don't experience burnout, it's it's so important. As more and more teachers are joining and leaving the profession, it's mm -hmm. quite mm -hmm. It is, it is. And I think it's something that if, you know, for your NQTs out there, it is a rough ride. And I think the biggest thing you should be doing is asking for help. Don't ever feel that, you know, you're alone in this. And there's a saying I love to this saying, it says like, no one's strength should be judged how much they can take on. So your strength is never judged on how much you can carry. It's actually by saying, you know what, I'm actually, this is too much right now. And no one's going to judge you as a teacher. You're teaching, if you're learning in a pandemic, I salute you. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. And speak to those mentors. They were in your position once. and you know, it's about being kind to yourself. And I know what it's like you're trying to teach and have all these essays and deadlines and trying to do it with your smile on your face. If you need to cry, you cry. <laughs> and that's what well-being and mindfulness is about. It's about 
experiencing the emotions you're feeling but please 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 you are not alone and i'm a coach i can coach you if you go join me on my instagram page here we go one-to-one sessions in private it's confidential you can just say you know what i'm really struggling because i think sometimes as teachers we're so afraid to say i'm having a really bad day or i'm really struggling or i don't actually feel like teaching today i want to go and work somewhere else these are all healthy conversations that you have in any workspace you know and i think so often as teachers, we feel we're defined and prescribed as a teacher and you can't be anything other than this carbon cutout of a perfect person who's a teacher. You know what? You're human. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. You're going to have days where even myself now, I'm like, you know what? I'm an experienced teacher. I don't even want to teach today. I just don't feel like it. I'm still up there in that classroom smiling and inside I'm like, oh, another coffee, please. <laughs> and, you know, it's just about having that healthy conversation with yourself and trying to be as authentic as you can. So you're better at your job. And I think where we sometimes, and I'll speak for myself, Ashna, where we go wrong is that we try and hide our emotions and say, oh, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. You know, can't wait till Friday or what have you, or Thursday in the UAE. And if you're having a tough day, like call a friend, they're probably feeling the same as a teacher, you know? And I think it's not about who's showing face or who takes the most stress on. It's not what it's about, particularly within this pandemic. Um, It's really about having an honest conversation with yourself and saying, you know what? I don't feel great today. And that's absolutely fine. You've still got a job. You're still, you know, if anything, people want to help you, not actually hinder you. Um, that's the message here, especially for our NQTs. Like, you're awesome. Now within the pandemic and within this new work from home routine, we've kind of normalized, you know, stress and glorifying it. And, oh, the harder we work, the better we are. But it's true. I think working with kids is exhausting no matter what age they are. And you need to have this constant energy. And I'm sure you've seen on TikTok those primary school teachers who just have a wonderful amount of energy. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's, it's okay to have a bad day, you know, as you said. You're going to. Are you even human if you don't, you know? And a bad day can be, you know, and measure it. What's a bad day? Is a bad day a bad maths lesson where it just didn't go as well and the children didn't understand a concept? I'm talking from a primary perspective, from a primary teacher. Or is a bad day, you know, a colleague annoyed me and by the way they spoke to me and that's something you know I, I would like to talk about in well-being about leaders just being really kind the way you speak you know and speak to staff we're under a lot of strain we're managing distance learning children in the classroom a lot of people who are particularly expats you know they're working abroad they're trying to manage living alone and trying to not see their family and they're still trying to show up for those children and parents because obviously as a teacher you're managing the parents emotions as well let's not forget and you're doing that all with a smile on your face there are going to be days I, when you wake up and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> it's tough. And particularly, you know, as people joining joining the profession or if you're new, I, I'm big on expat teachers. Um, if you're joining the profession or you're new, new to a new country, you don't want to be seen as that teacher who's like, well, she's not handling it. Or, you know, I think sometimes as teachers, we have teacher guilt and it's about, you know, we, we might turn up and be like, OK. And I know for myself, when I joined here three years ago, I, you know, came to the UAE as an experienced teacher. And I was like, I don't say I'm struggling. I don't say I'm stressed because I don't want them to think that, why have they hired the wrong person? Do I? Do they think I'm incompetent? Will the children think I'm a failure? Will the parents not like me? Like all these nonsense thoughts that I had to myself. And they're all valid. Of course they're valid. But because I didn't just, you know, I didn't want to tell my colleagues that I'm like, oh, I'm not really feeling this because I didn't want them to judge me because I was trying to make friends. So I'm like, hey, you know, but deep down I was going home and crying most nights because yeah, not that I didn't want to be here, but you know, you have that moment where the thought and the reality kind of meet themselves. You're like, so when I was in the UK, I'm like, yeah, I want to go to the UAE, you know, and all this, which I do. I love it here. Best decision I've ever made. Um, but at the time, when you know, when you just like, you want something that you go for it. And then you're like, oh gosh, 
the thought came true. Like, I'm actually in the UAE. I'm actually alone. Like, I am alone, you know, and no one gets it because you've just said your goodbye to all your friends. And this is for you NQTs out there listening. You know, even if you say, I want to be a teacher, then people say, might say to you, oh, teaching's hard and all this. And it is. They're absolutely right. And then you don't want to kind of let them down and be like, you know, I'm really struggling today. Like, it's so tough. Like, you, it's okay to have those conversations. That's the point I'm saying. And reach out and, you know, and again, I'm a coach. I'm here. No judgment. I'm a teacher myself, so I get it. I've been there. still there. <laughs> and it's just about being kind to yourself and doing things, you know, switching off that laptop or um, going for a walk, eating that extra chocolate bar. Like, gosh, we need it some days, you know. <laughs> and so, of course, like you said, you're a coach. Um, so mm-hmm. I think one of the questions that some of our listeners or even myself, I'm wondering, so as an NQT, and mm-hmm. if they wanted to approach coaching as a way to help them, kind of what does the process mm-hmm. look like? Like, what would they expect from a coaching session or what are the kind of things they can talk to a coach about? Um, and how does it differ from like a therapist? Like, what is that boundary? What is that? I know. <laughs> a common question. Check out my Instagram because I do go through this. Oh, really? Okay. So a coach is basically someone who's future goal orientated. A therapist is someone who's past orientated. So I'm not qualified to give you a prescription. I'm not qualified to tell you what's up with you. If you like, I'm not a doctor and a therapist shouldn't be giving you, you know, saying you're depressed or anxious. If you, if, a, if an NQT came to me and said, you know, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now, we would just look at that with them. So, it, you know, I'd say like, how does it, how is it feeling for you? What you, you know, how's that showing up for you? And you say, I, I need work-life balance. So the idea is with coaching that you come with the problem, if you like, and then we work on the solution together. So I'm just thinking from an NQT's point of view, it'd be course we might have a course of six sessions every other week the reason we do that is because you need thinking and processing time you know so we give you two weeks to think but typically six sessions that might last a month and a half or 12 weeks even so you know so you have three sessions over six weeks or 12 sessions over three months and that's just us working on your goals you might say i want to have work-life balance during observations i get really anxious a minute that that's just might be my issue. The minute that SLT member walks in with their clipboard, I um my all my prep goes out the window. Okay, how do you feel the night before? What can we do to support you? What does that person make you feel? And we look at that person, and we can, you can do this with children. You give them like a character, like what's that feeling? How are you experiencing that feeling of anxiety? And like, oh, it's a person, and they like they're shouting at me, and because it comes from a childhood place. So you know, we work on how then when you're in that observation how you're going to show up. We just work on your mindset and ways and exercises you can do to support you in that moment. And it's just about, ultimately, Ashna, it's about having a conversation, having a space to someone to say, you know, I really am anxious before these observations. Like even now, I don't sleep properly the night before. So super normal, like super, super normal. And I want to normalize that as well in teaching. You know, I think it has to happen. Um, And yeah, and so we'd work on ways that they can manage, you know, an observation for example over a course of time and then it's a conversation and then they have a chance to say you know well actually I felt this or Cass I was so happy last week I wasn't anxious actually I enjoyed teaching that lesson or what have you um so it's about them coming with goals and we just make actionable goals over a course of six or 12 weeks I'm certified as a coach so I'm trained with the ICF so we ask specific targeted questions in order to get an outcome from our client we're mentoring I think it's more I think a mentor, somebody who could be, I know I had a mentor in SLT who was just kind of like, kind of giving me a bit of uh, guidance, if you like, and sort of 
made sure how I was getting on during the school day as a po- and that was very much a professional context where I think coaching the way I'm seeing it now is more I am yes I'm a teacher but I'm also here for you impartially judging you so I don't know if you know how many teachers out there would say or to your mentor you know I'm feeling I'm finding it difficult I hope you can because you should be able to say that if you don't feel you can have that conversation with your mentor then maybe speak to a coach everything's confidential impartial no judgment no follow through um so I think a mentor is just there to guide you like professionally like you know how do I teach the concept of number bonds for example and they say okay well in my experience we do this this and this it can even be about relationships as well you know if you're saying I'm in UAE and I feel like I'm not meeting the right people or what have you it can be based on how okay what's your lifestyle like how can we look at that now um and it's about you I just give questions to you like a teacher I don't have all the answers I give questions to you to make the right choices in your life but you have the answers you are whole. Yeah. you you have the answers and you know what's right for you <laughs> so as an NQT how do you think they can incorporate more well-being or mindfulness into their routine while also keeping in mind they're new and they're overwhelmed by the profession yeah I, that's a good question it's such a balance isn't it I think the biggest thing is to be kind to yourself and really you know don't look at the people who've been doing it for 10 years going like oh my gosh they're just so on it and you know, I think it's being kind to yourself and it's not having a perfectionist mentality because I think sometimes when you strive for perfection, you're always destined to let yourself down. Having a, having a, I'm trying my best mentality. And, you know, because in teaching, there's always going to be something you'll improve. <laughs> always. There's never like, yeah, that was amazing. You keep doing exactly what you're doing. They're like, maybe you could just alter that, that and that. So having a kind of a, a mentality of I'm trying my best and I'm learning mentality. So don't compare yourself to other people. And just routines. I did this. On, I'm going to put a video on my own um, Instagram page about routines. Like we'd say it in children for yourself. What's your routine looking like? Do you prep your meals? Do you prep your um, put your clothes out the night before? So, you know, then in the morning I grab and go. And it's about studies on anxiety are all about managing things you can control because anxiety is future future orientated. Depression is past orientated. So, you know, if you're anxious in the morning, you wake up and you're in a fuss a lot of people don't get sleep when they're teaching because it's constantly stressed. What can you control? So I can control my lunch for the next day. I can control my evening meal for the next day. I can control putting my clothes out, ready to go. You know, having a gym kit packed. So when I leave work, I go straight to the gym. So managing things you can control. And then I think the things then um, come into place. A big thing as well is drinking water. Like That's really basic. So many teachers... I've even colleagues of mine all say, like, oh, I didn't drink any water today. I'm like, you've been teaching all day. Your your job is talking and you're, you haven't had a drip of water. Like, so have a bottle of water on your desk, you know, where you're sipping it because, you know, don't give an excuse if I can't go to the toilet. Like, you just have to drink because your brain is important. Basics like sleeping and even exercising as well. So making sure, again, you know, there's studies that are done. Like if you say, you know, I'm going to run for 20, if I'm going to run for an hour, you probably won't do it because you're like oh I'm tired and you set yourself up for failure whereas if you say you know what I'm going to go for a walk for 10 minutes you're more likely to do that hour walk so having small things where you just go for walks and just get out of that classroom and leave the classroom as soon as you can log off zoom turn your phone off have a social media cleanse <laughs> tell your colleagues I'm not going to be on my phone tonight because sometimes I think as well when you're NQT you're so keen to please everybody that you stretch yourself so it could be saying on the WhatsApp group or saying to the year group leader or the mentor, whoever's with you, look, you know, in the evenings after six, like I really want to focus on my assignment. So, you know, can you let me know during the day what I need to do rather than messaging me at seven o'clock at night? I'm not seeing people do that, but I'm just giving examples where you need to set those healthy boundaries and giving you the permission and QTs to say, 
you know, after five o'clock or four o'clock, you let me know during lunchtime on the school day what I need to do for tomorrow. Please don't email me after six because I really I want to focus on my assignments or whatever it is. Just stand up for yourself. We got you. We care about you. (laughs) Fortunately, Cass, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you so much for sharing everything you have. It's been such a wholesome episode and I think really enlightening as well. Really motivating. I'm not an NQT and I feel ready for my weekend. Good. So you should. Teaching's an awesome profession. It's just managing yourself in the best way we can so we can show up authentically and kinder to ourselves and our class. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, Cass. Thank you so much for tuning in to the NQT series of Cass Teacherly. I hope you found this episode to be insightful. Be sure to subscribe and check out our other episodes available. And if you're an NQT looking to join a community or to find more useful lesson planning and professional development resources, be sure to check out teacherly.io where you can sign up for free.